Hey there, this is Sean McMahon. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry by lending your ears, your minds, hearts, all that good stuff. Don't be afraid to share this here message with a friend or a family member, even a stranger. Have at. It's not like it's going to bite. These messages are recorded live at the Community Baptist Church of Gayhead and Aquina on Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, and the good old U.S. of A. If you're ever in town for a visit or suddenly find yourself shipwrecked on the southwest side of our lovely little island, climb up the clay cliffs and come on down to our little old chapel for our weekly 10 a.m. service. No need to wear anything special, just bring your special self. May God bless you. Today's scripture reading is taken from the book of James, chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing gold, a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing and say, You, sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, You stand over there. Or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made a distinction among yourselves and become judges with your evil thoughts? The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. So you want to know something kind of interesting, kind of weird? Uh, Christian tradition and the Bible has a lot of mixed up things to say about paradise. You know, paradise as in the Garden of Eden. Paradise. Genesis 2 says that God planted a garden, a paradise, in Eden, place on earth, it says, a place where four rivers meet, Pishon, Gihon, Chidekel, Parat, and the rabbis, some of them anyway, they say that these are the Nile, the Blue Nile, the Tigris, and the Euphrates. Maybe. No one's totally sure. No one really knows. There's no place on earth where those four rivers meet. No place on earth, at least not since the flood, right? So where is paradise? Because paradise is still a thing in the Bible. If you fast forward to the first century AD, Jesus tells the thief on the cross beside him, what, do you remember? Today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. Were they going somewhere on earth? Most likely not. He's talking about a place in heaven, right? Right? St. Paul might give us a clue, but it's kind of confusing because at some point he, he says something like, I know a guy, maybe in the body, maybe in the spirit, not sure, he went to paradise. And, and he's probably talking about himself. He's trying not to brag. He says, the same guy, whether in body or spirit, not sure, he was in the third heaven, the third heaven. Kind of seems like St. Paul's talking about like it's the same place. Maybe he means paradise and third heaven are the same place. But wait, there's more. If you're not confused enough, Jesus himself in the book of Revelation says, if you overcome, I'll grant you the right to eat from the tree of life in the paradise of God. So that brings us full circle, kind of, back to Eden in Genesis, where God left the tree of life guarded by a cherubim with a flaming sword. And what, what the Hebrew means is a whole other story. We'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> so maybe Paul's saying paradise is in heaven, 
And maybe Genesis says that it was planted on earth, okay? So maybe as the song goes, heaven is a place on earth, right? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. <laughs> that song, you know? Who knows? It's, it's confusing. Christian tradition has a lot to say about this. It's all very kind of higgly-piggly. But here's what we know, kind of, about paradise. Whether on earth or in the third heaven, it's not where the Father lived. Yes, Genesis says that God was walking around in the garden, but that was before the fall, and that was before the flood. We know the Father wasn't hanging around there by the times of Jesus, because Jesus shows us, and here's how. So you remember, he says to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise, right? That was on Good Friday. So they went to paradise, the third heaven, just like Paul said where it is, on Good Friday. But on Sunday, when Jesus comes back from the dead, he tells Mary something interesting. He says, don't touch me, because I have not yet ascended to my Father. Okay? So I guess that means his Father wasn't in the third heaven. Paradise, when he and the thief were there on Good Friday, right? Weird clues. Very interesting. Very confusing, why does it matter? Because it might tell us where our khakis come from. Our khakis, why am I talking about khakis? Well, there's a famous quote from a, from a cult film that you shouldn't see uh, unless you're willing to see like a very violent R-rated movie, it's called Fight Club. And it's by an author, uh, it's based on a book by an author named Chuck uh, Palahniuk. And there's this cult leader in, in, in the book named Tyler Durden, who's gathered together a group of depressed and desperate uh, men, kind of like office cubicle style men. They're just, they have no meaning in their life. But he gives them a sense of purpose by breaking down their false sense of identity. And the quote of the century from this movie, everyone who loves this movie knows this quote. He says, you're not your job. You're not how much money you have in the bank. You're not the car you drive. You're not the contents of the wallet. And you're not your expletive-deleted khakis. That's the quote of the century from the movie. Anyone who loves that movie knows that quote. So Tyler Durden, this character, he was wrong about most things in this, in this story, but he wasn't totally wrong with that statement, at least in a vacuum. All devils deceive by twisting a tiny bit of truth, and Tyler Durden was right about this tiny bit. Your true identity is not in your job, right? It's not in your clothes. It's not in your car. It's not in your status. It's not in your property. It's not in your clothes. You are not your khakis, okay? So when Adam and Eve were expelled from paradise, God gave them garments of skin, khakis. We're gonna call them khakis. So you can start to see why in some ways and throughout Christian tradition, the location of Eden matters. Because if Eden was on earth, God probably just gave Adam and Eve some sort of animal hide clothing, right? Just gave them a jacket. But maybe we can go deeper here with some of the early Christian writers. Because if paradise is a heavenly place, and the Bible sure makes it seem that way, one way or another, whether it's heavenly on earth or heavenly, maybe they fell, who knows? It is very confusing, but it brings a whole other meaning to the fall. Because it doesn't mean they just fell from grace, but they fell from a heavenly place, okay? Whatever that is, they were spiritual beings cast out of a spiritual place, a spiritual home. And that means that the garments of skin might have been something more than just a coat. It may have been our very mortal flesh, right? 
And that's what many early Christian writers tell us. Now, the Bible says that when Adam and Eve fell, they were naked and had to be clothed. Remember that? They were naked and they had to be clothed. It didn't say they were naked and they had to become clothing, okay? Instead, they were given clothing to wear. So it can really be said of them, this being clothed by mortal flesh, they were not their khakis, right? They were just wearing them. It's kind of simple, right? Now, this is the mother and father of all humanity, okay? Every single human being on earth descends from our mama and papa, Adam and Eve, and Eden. All of us. So it can truly be said of all of us that our bodies are hand, hand-me-down clothing from Adam and Eve. See what I'm saying? Hand-me-down clothing. Every single person is carrying their jeans, or put another way, wearing their khakis. Okay? But you are not your khakis. You are not your khakis. You may have gotten a pair of khakis from Asia, from Europe, from Africa. Whatever condition, whatever color those khakis may be now, they're still hand-me-downs from the same source just outside of Eden. Don't forget where your khakis come from and how and why your first parents got them. Adam and Eve were not their khakis. They're just wearing them, okay? And you are not your khakis. You're just wearing them. Amen? Amen. Now consider this lesson about clothing then when we're reading St. James's words. It says, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in. And if you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing and say, sit here in a good place, in a prominent place, while you say to the poor man, stand over there, sit down at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Whole other level. This is James saying in a much more godly way what Tyler Durden said when he said, you are not your khakis. You're not your khakis. And you might think too, what was going on at James's church? This sounds like they're snobs. We don't kowtow to, to folks in nice clothes. We're pretty informal here. I think if someone walks in with a tux, we're not going to say, oh, sit up front. You're special. What was going on in James's church? They closed marriage to, to people. Well, as you can see from this previous study that we just did about clothing and garments of skin and khakis, right? Um, when, G- when James said these words, he was much, much deeper into scripture than we just went ourselves, okay? He had probably more than just fine clothing in mind, just like Paul had more than head coverings in mind. He, he said, wear head coverings, blah, 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 because of the angels. Oh, there's a whole lot more going on there than, than, than we know. Got it. James was this deep into it. He probably had more than just fine clothing in mind. So again, what was going on at James's church in Jerusalem where clothes were mattering to people? Clothes. Well, I don't know. Maybe some folks in Jerusalem, uh, maybe they contributed a little more money to the mission. So maybe they should have a prominent seat in the meeting, right? Maybe their business kept the, biz- the uh, mission afloat. So maybe they wanted their name on a plaque kind of thing, you know? Maybe some were from important families and, and the church, in their opinion, needed to be more centered on their family's history. And don't forget that Israel, this is where this church was, Jerusalem, 
This was a nation of 12 tribes. Each had its own traditional allotment of land and its own specific set of duties and plenty of squabbles over those things. Your family, your tribe, your ancestral home, it mattered a lot. So people were like, well, I'm a Levite. I'm of the priestly tribe. I should probably be right up front in this religious meeting, right? Well, that was then, and this is now, okay? We like to think that those things don't really matter to people anymore. But I think they do matter quite a bit to plenty of people. Now, I'm a wash ashore. I don't have to spend too much time on Islanders Talk to see people complaining about me, right? <laughs> wash ashores, summer people, who has first dibs on the steamship? Who has first dibs on housing? Who has first dibs on parking spaces? Kronig's discounts, okay? At the supermarket. And there's a question of natives and settlers, which hits really close to home at this church, right? Even last week, a question was raised of who has the right to speak, when and how based on ethnicity. Mm -hmm. This happens in plenty of other churches too, in tons of other organizations, okay? What's at the heart of all this but the claim that you are your khakis? You are your khakis, okay? Well, this is the way of the world, and it's our burden to be patient with that, but it's our job to proclaim, nah, you are not your khakis. You're not your khakis. Your good family name, your beautiful heritage, your tribe, your town, your region, your state, your nation. This is your clothing. These are your khakis, okay? And they are blessings from God. They are blessings from God, and he is to be praised for them. Thank you, God, for my khakis. Thank you, God, for our khakis, amen? amen? But all of this clothing is made of a fabric that we did not weave ourselves. The creator and the creator alone, he deserves praise, not our khakis. The creator and the creator alone deserves our praise, not amen. our khakis. Amen. Therefore, no matter how fine the clothing of our ethnic or national heritage is, and how gold the ring of our family's histories, or even how shabby the threads of our individual lives, or how dark the past of our ancestors, or our relations, our brothers and sisters. We must regard it all as the Lord teaches us through his apostle James, without partiality. Otherwise, we are making distinctions amongst ourselves and becoming judges with evil thoughts, evil thoughts. This is the lesson we learn from the whole story of paradise, the whole higgledy-piggledy story of paradise, because it doesn't end in Genesis. It ends in Revelation, at the end of the Bible. Whereas our mother and father were first placed in paradise by our creator and then cast out, we come to paradise through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Alpha and the Omega, because the Bible tells us the church is where paradise is. St. Paul tells us in Hebrews that the church is the heavenly Jerusalem. The body of Christ is, is the heavenly Jerusalem. And his friend, St. John the Revelator, sees a vision of the heavenly Jerusalem descending to earth from heaven, just as the Holy Spirit descends into us. And he says, the tree of life is in there. The tree of life is in there. With leaves of healing for all the nations. Well, where is the tree of life? It's in paradise. It's in paradise. The paradise we have in Christ, in Christ Jesus, is much more than a paradise on earth, or even a paradise <clears throat> in the third heaven, as we studied earlier. It's, it's much more than that.
because in Christ, God reconciles all things to himself, things on earth, things in heaven. Paul told us that in Colossians chapter one, okay? So whereas once upon a time, the garden was maybe on earth, maybe in the third heaven, and even though Jesus went to the third heaven or paradise after his death, but could not yet ascend to his father there, meaning there was an even higher heaven where God was, well, that's all in the past now. Because by the time St. Paul wrote Colossians, all things were reconciled in Christ. All the heavens were brought together in Christ. All things together in heaven and earth. And that's what St. John saw in his vision, that in the church, in the body of Christ, God had brought together the earth where Eden was, the paradise of the third heaven, and even the highest heaven, the highest heaven where the Father himself dwells. And he made them all one. In Christ Jesus, all the earth, all the heavens, however many heavens there are, we don't know, because they all dwell together in the church, in the body of Christ. God is reconciling all things to himself in the body of Christ. This is a sublime, sublime vision of God, and we must share it with everybody. Amen? <clears throat> the people of the world are suffering and causing suffering for themselves and others because they truly believe they are their khakis. Right? But Christ died and was raised not just to elevate us from the fall and restore us to paradise, but to bring the highest heaven, the highest heaven, even closer to us than it was before Adam and Eve fell. You are not your khakis. In Adam, you are a beautiful creation of God, clothed in mortal garments of skin, but in Christ, you are even more. You are a child of God. And you get some nice khakis too. You're clothed in his glory. You're clothed in the immortal garments of salvation. And you have a long lost family out there. And they're just waiting to be told, you are not your khakis. So spread this message of love with love by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, who is love. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to the Sean McMahon podcast. Visit SeanSellickMcMahon.com for more information about his ministry. For more about Sean's music, please visit WorkmanSong.com. <laughs>